in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now... Here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg for our penultimate show of the year. And it has just started to pour down rain out there. All that fog is solidified a little bit and now it's coming down in buckets so uh it's a good day to be inside watching football and racing and uh we're going to tell you a, a whole lot about the racing i don't know about the football but some good games though <laughs> some really good and some good, good. games last night good yes. morning ronnie good morning and there were some good games uh all of our spartanburg area five a schools are along with uh gaffney except for Boiling springs are in one region yeah all five teams made the playoffs, and the only one that lost last night was Boiling Springs. Yep. So we still got four teams from Region 2-5A in the state playoffs. Yep, and that's uh, that's good. So I don't know. I, they probably talked about it. I'm sure they did in the last the previous show. Uh, but I think I heard that Spartan High was going to play uh, Dorman if, uh, at Spartan High if they both won. So uh, good morning there, Alan. How you doing? Good morning, Perry. Doing good. You say you went to the fishing hole. But <laughs> you know, there wasn't no, nothing there but the fish. No, uh, no local racing been going on here. So I said, well, I need to go make some news. And I got up this morning, and uh, one of my sponsors he texted me in the middle of the week and said, let's go fishing. It's coming to Saturday from nine to five at Foster's Lake because uh, most of our carp lakes are starting to fish during the daytime now because it gets so cool at night. But everybody knows it hadn't been getting that cool now. I mean, no, not at all. So uh, I said, yeah, I'll go. So I got up early this morning, loaded my stuff up, made bait. and made I texted him and said, uh, meet you at the lake. And uh, got over there, and uh, I'm the only one at the lake. And uh, <laughs> uh, I said, well, okay. And about that time, the one of the guys that runs the lake, he drove up. And I said, uh, what's happening? He said, uh, uh, we fishing tonight from six to two. I said, "Oh, okay. I'll be back from. I'll be back at five thirty then." <laughs> and you'll get an extra hour of fishing. Uh, yeah. I well, at two o'clock it becomes one o'clock, and you got to keep going. Oh, that's that time change, isn't it, Barry? I doubt if they'll do that. No, I'm, they may, but I doubt it. Well, you made bait. Yeah, made bait. How do you make a worm? You don't make a worm. <laughs> What? I fished, uh, I since you. I was fishing this morning from nine, I made oatmeal and eggs. Oatmeal and eggs. Oatmeal and eggs, Perry. Yeah, I know. Well, you told us about that one time. I was trying to be. Scramble up these 12 dozen eggs and. 12 dozen? Of, I mean, yeah. What, 12, That's 72 12, eggs. 12, 12 eggs. <laughs> and, uh, no, it's 144 eggs. But pour, anyway. Pour them over some oatmeal. All right. And, you know, fish eating. And feed it to the fish. 
Fish eat breakfast too. They just like you. <laughs> How you doing, Greg? Doing good, Perry. I hope everybody else is. It's, it's, like I say, it's been unseasonably a little bit warm. I don't like it at all either. And uh, but other than that, everything's great, and we're looking forward to a good show today. And I built uh, a fire last night, whether I needed one or not, just because it was November. Well, who did you get as a guest? Did you get us a guest today? Yeah. Well, I think we got us a. a well, I know we got us. He's, he's going to call in at eleven. We got Mister Kyle Petty going to be on. That's a great guest. And he uh, he just come out with a new book. And he wants to talk about that a little bit. He's got, a, I don't know how much time he's got to do, but uh, he reevaluated it and he had more time than he thought because of the time zone. So we look forward to hearing him a, a little after 11. Yeah, uh, be a little after 8 his time, or 9, I guess. He's two hours difference. He's in the mountain time zone. Yeah, that's right. We've checked that last week. So, uh, yeah, Kyle's a good one. We have never had Kyle Petty on this show. Now, he was on Dropping the Hammer. And I think I was on the show, and I might ask him some question, but he's never been on Start Your Engines, and this is a, a great opportunity because he's very outspoken, always has been. He's, uh, I heard somebody say the other day he's only won two or three races. Well, he's won eight cup races, including the World 600, and uh, uh, ran real well. In fact, he, he pretty much owned Rockingham there for a while, for a couple of years. Rockingham and Dover, he was oh, outstanding. He was, he was awesome. He was awesome, and uh, another thing too about Kyle. Uh, number one, you you know it's the king's son, and he's had to live up to, to that legacy, and and really has done a good job. He's a great announcer, and but no, he don't mind uh, calling it like it is because he he's seen it uh, start from its infancy uh, all the way through. Well, I mean, he came out, uh, and it caused a little bit of stir. But I agreed with him 100%. And I said it at the time, not knowing we were even going to have him on as a guest, when he said that Bubba Wallace should be parked for the rest of the year. And I totally agree with that because he, he did everything wrong and uh, pretty much got away with it. And then uh, this past week, after the Ty Gibbs incident uh, at Martinsville, he called Ty Gibbs a arrogant, entitled punk, which um i thought was uh pretty accurate and that's real accurate i won't ask I won't, we're not going to ask him to no. to say those things again but i'll ask him to re uh his reaction to uh ty gibbs apology which i think is pretty pathetic <laughs> i mean it, and noah Craxon <laughs> flat out came out and said he doesn't mean it you know he doesn't care he's had two years of doing this so uh anyway we'll get all into that later and um like I said, it's a it's a rainy day. It finally got here, and it's a good day to stay inside. So uh, everybody stay safe. I don't have to say warm because it is warm out there anyway. I'm sort of dressed up here like uh, like I'm supposed to be dressed in November, and it's almost 70 degrees. But uh, 70 degrees with an umbrella is, is uh, the way to go today. We did have a race last week, uh, I mean last night, to decide a championship, and I guess I'm the only one that watched it. So uh, it didn't come on until 10 o'clock, and it was a pretty good race. It was, uh, and I'll go ahead and cover it right now and get her done. It's, uh, it was the Lucas Oil 150 for the trucks, which decided the truck championship, which came down between uh, Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes, Chandler Smith, and um, the other Smith. 
Another man. Yeah. Well, uh, what's his name here? Because he's the only one that didn't. Uh, he wasn't able to. This is great radio. He, he wasn't. He, he was right there with them until close to the end. Chandler Smith. That's it. Two Smiths. Zane and Chandler. So, uh, and, and Ty Majeski. It was Smith, Smith, Rhodes, and Majeski. And what happened was they came down to uh, about 15 or 20 laps to go, maybe a little less than that, and they had a caution flag, and everybody came in except, um, or everybody came in uh, your front four and got four tires except for Chandler Smith, and he was going to try to make it on two. He had the slowest of the four trucks the whole race, um, so that was really his only chance was to get a, with a short amount of the race left to to come out of the pits first and try to hold them off on two tires where they had four and were further back and had to pass a bunch of cars. And it almost worked. They came down to the um, the final, uh, about four laps to go. Ty Majeski lost it and crashed, so he was eliminated. So it was just down to the Smith boys and uh, Ben Rhodes, who won the championship last year. And Ben Rhodes and Zane Smith had a heck of a battle side-by-side, uh, side, and it was good, clean racing. And Zane uh, Smith turns out to be the truck champion, and it was uh, a big boost for Front Row Motorsports, who has the number 34 and 38 cars in cup. So this was the 38 truck. And it was uh, pretty noteworthy because he said that uh, this time last year he didn't have a ride and he was sending out letters and resumes and things, and the only team that even answered him back was Front Row Motorsports, and uh, he brought him a championship. So I say that was a pretty good pick. That's pretty. That's, I, I like when a plan comes together like that. Well, he was the only one that had it. <laughs> him and him and the people at Front Row Motorsports, and they were very happy uh, as well. They should be. You remember last year Ben Rhodes won it, and uh, showed up at the press conference after the race. Pretty much in the bag. I mean, he was a uh, he'd celebrated quite a bit before he got there, and it was very comical. And I thought he was going to do it again because he was right there battling it out for the win, and just couldn't quite get there or, or pull it off. He was there. He was all over him. But it was good, clean racing, and it it was uh, it was an entertaining race. It was over right at a few minutes after midnight. So. Uh, they're going to do it again today with Xfinity Cars. And Jeremy Clements, of course, is solidly in 12th place. Uh, he's not going to get any better. He won't get any worse. He made the playoffs, and we're real tickled about that. But they will have uh, the Xfinity uh, Championship decided today at 6 o'clock. I think that one comes on. So uh, a lot of good football, a lot of good racing. And then tomorrow will be the Cup Championship. And I think I've got the time here someplace. I think it's... Uh, Comes on at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So, uh, and that will be in the midst of all the pro football. So, there's a lot going on, and but not too much locally, you say there, uh, Alan. About about done. About done, all except we got the blue gray angle, blue gray <coughs> race coming up at Cherokee. I just got a text a little bit, and I'll give some more details about it later on. And uh, Travis Rest has uh, decided they'd put another race on the schedule. So, uh, I'll give a little bit next Saturday at uh, Travis Rest Speedway since. Uh, Harrison Cherokee is not racing next weekend. They decided they'd throw one out there. So uh, good for them. Yes, it is good for them. Um, 
Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's uh, um, something that I hadn't heard of them doing before. I know uh, Cup even did it. Uh, not Cup, but it was like Grand, the Grand National people did it uh, back in the 50s and things like that. But, you know, if you got time and got cars and and money, go ahead and add another race to the schedule. So let me go over the uh, results of that race last night while I'm on, and we'll just be done with the trucks. Zane Smith won the race and the championship. And what was cool, Greg and guys, about from 10 laps to go, maybe eight laps to go until close to the finish of the race, until Majeski wrecked, the first four trucks were the first four, were, were the four guys running for the championship. So it was really coming out like it was supposed to be. And, uh, uh, like I said, Majeski wrecked and, and fell back. But Zane Smith is the champion. He started on the pole. He won the race. And uh, Ben Rhodes was second. Chandler Smith was third. John Hunter Nemechek. You know, he, he and Stuart Friesen were up there mixing it up with them. And uh, I, I can't say this for sure, but they um, maybe they didn't have it. But it looked to me like they might have sort of backed off and let the four guys or the three guys going for the championship, settling among themselves. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that may not be what happened, but it's what it, it from what occurred, it looks like that may be what they did. Well, usually what happens with the, with NASCAR races, uh, when you got a, a tight point battle and it gets down to the, the, the last race, uh, NASCAR is always in the driver meeting. He said, look, you know, everybody's out here to try to win the race. And, and make yourself look good and do whatever. But the, the, the three or four guys that's really going for the, for the championship is just kind of like leave those guys alone. Let, let, let them do their deal. Yep. And, and I think that's, that's a classy way of doing it. And it, it usually winds up that those guys are usually the fastest. It's, it's called they get, they bring in their best stuff, their best motor and, uh, they're on the, the top of their game. That's the reason they're running for the championship. But, uh, well, that's what it looked like last night. It looked like to me that they, uh, with about with less than 10 laps to go, they just got out of the way because they could have, you know, uh, um, John Hunter, Hunter Nemechek, is, uh, I mean, he's a real go-getter, and he's driving that car for Kyle Busch and, uh, or that truck for Kyle Busch, and he, he really doesn't get out of the way for anybody. But it looked like he did to me. But anyway, that was a good thing. Grant Enfinger was sixth, Corey Heim seventh, Tanner Gray eighth, Caden Honeycutt, that's a new one on me, was ninth, and Carson Hosevar was tenth. The final point standings for the trucks comes out with, uh, as I said, Zane Smith the champion, Ben Rhodes was second, Chandler Smith third, Ty Majeski fourth, and those are the two guys going for the going for it in the final race, the finalists. John Hunter Nemechek finished fifth in points. Stuart Friesen, sixth. Grant Enfinger, seventh. Christian Eck is eighth. Matt Crafton, ninth. And the last time I'll get to say his name this year, Carson Hosevar was tenth. And they won't race again until Speed Weeks at Daytona in February. And uh, it'll be here before you know it. The uh, It's kind of hard to believe it's already in November. It doesn't feel, it feels like june or something out there. i know it's really way too warm and like i said i it wasn't until the truck race came on last night at 11 o'clock i said dad come on, i'm gonna build a fire i don't care if it's not cold enough for one or not it's, that's right it's november the 4th or whatever it was and uh i'm gonna have one anyway so i sat there and watched the race and 
Jim Beam and and I and uh, Odie and Mia and uh, have a good time. So anyway, I tell you what, let's take a break, come back, get Deb Williams on the phone because I know she's got a lot to talk about with uh, all the action we had last weekend. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. Good morning, Deb. How are you doing? Oh, good morning. Just fine, thank you. How about yourself? Well, this, this whole operation here works a lot better when I turn the microphones on. So uh, <laughs> my original greeting to you went only to the boys here in the room. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's uh, boys. Don't you think it's too warm? Or is it cold where you are? No, it's too warm for November. I absolutely but, agree. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I like that fall nip in the air. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, yeah. Well, so, but I think it's, 
about the same in Phoenix as well. Well, sort of can, I guess, expect that in the desert. I have, I've been to Phoenix, but not to a race, and I don't know what time of the year it was, but I know it was hot when I was out there. But anyway, it's pretty warm out there today, and it's pouring down rain in Spartanburg, and a good day to stay inside and watch racing and football. And there's a, should be a, I know there's some good games on, and I hope the race tonight will be good. But we had a we had a championship decided last night. Uh, did you watch the truck race? I'm pr- pretty sure you probably did. Yes, I did. I fought, fought through the sleep, and it was really good. And Zane Smith won the championship last night. And it uh, was a hell of a race, say, the last ten laps when yep. it came down between the four of them. Yeah, it was until Ty Majeski crashed. But it was... Uh, you know, I was wondering, uh, it, it dawned on me watching those last few laps that uh, wasn't it last year that Ben Rhodes won the championship and he uh, showed up at the press conference uh, kind of snockered. Oh, yes, that press conference will live on in history <laughs> just like uh, Ross Chastain's last lap move at Martinsville last weekend. Well, tell us what you thought about that because that really was, uh, I mean, it was... It was uh, amazing. Well, it was, and everybody... Um, has a uh most people that i've talked to have a favorable opinion of it uh i certainly do i thought it was a stroke of brilliance i i don't think it's uh probably going to be uh something that you see every week but i think martinsville actually was the perfect track to pull something like that off on because the turns you know are so uh so tight and slow and and, uh, I mean, you couldn't do something like that at Talladega and make it work or a lot of the other tracks, but it was perfect for Martinsville. Right. And, you know, it was, everybody was stunned when it happened. And it was kind of like, did, did what we just see just <laughs> happen? And the crazy thing was in the media center, we have two TV feeds going. We have the track feed and then we have, the TV feed. Well, the track feed is always a few seconds ahead of the TV feed. And the track feed was on Justin Marks and the crew. And I was watching them, and all of a sudden, on the track feed, they're jumping and hugging each other and and hollering and screaming. And I thought, what the heck? And I looked over at the TV screen, and saw Chastain hauling the mail through turns three and four, and I thought, what the heck just happened? And, um, you know, I think everybody thought basically the same thing, because when you go back and look at the video of it, the video appears that somebody just speeded up that section out. It's almost like a cartoon. It, it, or somebody exact, hit fast forward on it, you that's, know? That's exactly what I was thinking. It was just like a cartoon or something. And uh, um, I was, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, don't you think NASCAR will come out with some sort of uh, guidelines where you can't do I that anymore? I hope not. Well, I hope not. The only ones that are calling for rules to ban it are the ones that don't have the guts to do it. <laughs> and they want a rule there saying, uh, we can't do that, so you know, I don't have to worry about it. I mean, you just look at, look what the excitement in the 1980s when Dale Earnhardt's wheels fell off as he left pit road and turned one at Charlotte, and he called for his crew to, 
to come help him, and Chocolate and two other crewmen, I think Will Lynn, I don't remember who the other one was, grabbed a jack, grabbed two wheels, tires, and went running down pit road with that, and the crowd's going ballistic to give to put two wheels, tires, on Earnhardt's car at the exit to pit road at Charlotte. That caused a great amount of excitement. And now they couldn't do it today because of the rule that they'd be removing pit equipment from their pit. Well, you look at the reason we've got they can't race below the white line or the double yellow line at Talladega and Daytona is because Jeff Gordon was so talented that he would go low going out of the trioval and hit it towards turn one, and he would pass on that low area and come up. And he that's how he won races a lot of times. Well, other drivers tried it who weren't as talented, and they started causing big wrecks. And now we have the double yellow line or the white line at Daytona and Talladega and, and even looking at Atlanta. There's too many rules in this sport, and that's not a move that you're going to see. I don't know of that many people out there that would decide, oh, I'm going to floor this car and put it into the wall. And there's not that many tracks where it's going to work. That was my point. There's not that many places you could do it. I mean, Carl Edwards tried it years ago at Kansas, and it didn't work. And so, well, you know, you know, Kyle it Larson, wasn't the exact same move, but it was similar to it. Kyle Larson was talking about he tried something similar to that at Darlington a few years ago. And uh, what you say there, Alan? Well, for one thing, when uh, he tried it, they had the old style car. We got this new style car. Right. It's, it's a whole lot tougher than what that other car was. Oh you, yeah, you don't you're ca- exactly you, right. You don't cave in fenders in. You don't cut a tire down. Mm-mm. Ross said the only thing he was worried about was the uh, gate opening over there. <laughs> right, and and the thing was, I, it was funny seeing video of the four championship four drivers talking about it. And Joy Logano's laughing. He's been laughing the whole time. Every time he talks about it. And he asked Ross. He said, "How long did you think about it? When did you first think about doing that? Had you thought about it?" And Ross says, when I came out of turn two on the white flag lap, and they told me I needed two positions. <laughs> well, You know, it was just kind of like, okay, I need two positions. This is my only option. And, you know, if you're going to say they can't use the wall, then you might as well take Darlington off the schedule. <laughs> and if is Greg in there right now? No, he stepped out for a minute. He would. <laughs> I wanted him to talk about... At Darlington, when they found out the fastest way around Darlington in the 50s was to to hit the wall. And they put springs on the inside of the, the, I don't know if it was the wheel wells or the side of the car, to where when they hit the wall, the springs would force the the sheet metal back out. And uh, I know his dad told me about that one time, and that's the reason I wanted Greg to to address it, because I'm sure Greg remembers it. Hey, Greg, come here. Sit down and be a part of the radio show. He's out there. Yeah. I talked to Bud one time, and he told me, he said, they just inverted a leaf spring that was out from underneath the truck and put it over on the right side in the door, and it acted as a cushion. Yep. 
All right, he's got That's his headphones true. on. That's exactly what uh, I'm talking about. He's got his headphones on. Deb, go ahead and ask Greg about it. Greg, what we were just talking about was at Darlington when they used to put a spring in the right side of the, the car or the wheel wells or something, so the fastest way around Darlington was to hit the wall and they put spring in there to, to push the sheet metal back out? Deb, you're 100% correct. What we've done is uh, that they would use a spring – uh, and there, there was different ways they done it, but they reinforced the the, the right side of the. I mean, the, uh, yeah, the right side of the car because to get around Arlington back then was one groove. Uh, you had to lean against the guardrail, and, and that's real typical compared to the situation we saw at Martinsville. But uh, yeah, it, it, that was the only way to get around Arlington back in those days, and. Uh, as soon as they got the Bear Grease War off, if you remember, which I know you do, uh, and they really got going, that's what they would do. They just did move up, and uh, I've heard passengers get in the car. You know, my brother rode around with Richard Petty one time, and Richard was running pretty much at speed back in the early sixties, and uh, sparks flying in the car, and and yeah, they just literally leaned on the wall. And reinforce the car so the car could handle it. But uh, yeah, that, I, I thought that was a, a daring move, and I thought it was was good. And people are still talking about it. You well, know? Deb, Deb, the only thing that I didn't—I uh, hope they don't ban it myself. But what I was thinking about was, um, you know, there's going to be stuff flying off the car. Now you're right; this is a different type of car from the like a, even an Xfinity car. Which would it would tear the side all the pieces on one of those I imagine, but uh, um, you know you could see debris and things flying around. Uh, I don't know what exactly it was, but even um, you know I was just thinking of of the danger. And if two people tried it at the same time, that might be uh, hazardous. And then and I'm think I'm trying to think like NASCAR. I'm not thinking about me as a fan because I thought it was great, like everybody else. As I preface this whole thing with, I thought it. I haven't heard anybody say a bad thing about it. Um, but uh, plus, you know, the next thing, maybe, I don't know if this would be a possible, maybe that's only a move you could do on the last lap of a race. But, you know, somebody might do that uh, at the end of a stage or something. You know, who knows what's going to go through the minds of these people, uh, these race drivers, because, uh, you know, they're they're so competitive. But one thing, and, you know, I don't like this guy, and I've said it, I say it almost every week. But Denny Hamlin, who was the guy that got bumped out of the playoffs by half a car length, he didn't seem to be that upset about it. No, no, he wasn't. And I think the reason, well, Rawls only had to get past two cars. He didn't have to pass Denny. He only had to get past two cars that were between him and Denny in order to get in. But... Denny, in his post-race interview with the media when we were on pit road, he said that, you know, where they got in trouble was on pit road. He said it had bit them all year and that when they got behind there, if you will remember on that last restart, when they went in for their pit stop, they had trouble on their pit stop and they actually came out behind Ross Chastain for that last restart. And um, and the fact that kind of got lost is 
one person pointed out to me was that um, Christopher Bell restarted that in sixth place. And he came to, up through the field that many positions in order to win. But he, uh, when they restarted the, uh, I'm looking here at my notes. I'm, I just pulled them out. That's acceptable. When they when they restarted after that sixth caution flag, Christopher Bell restarted in sixth, and um, Chastain restarted eleventh, and Denny Hamlin restarted twelfth. And they said that um, Ross Chastain said he knew that as long as he didn't let a certain number of cars get between him and Denny that he was going to make it into the championship four. And he also knew that if they tied, he got in on the tiebreaker. Right. Because he had finished second. Uh, he had the best finish of the round of eight between him and Denny. So he thought the reason he let Denny Hamlin go when they were racing each other rather than getting in a banging back and forth, he thought he would be able to hang with Denny and, and not let Denny pass that many cars. And it didn't work out that way because Denny's car was working so much better than Ross's. And so when they took the white flag lap and he came out of turn two and he heard him say, you need to pass two cars, that was when his mind flashed back to a video game that he and his brother had played, and his brother, Chad, had done that same move on him in that video game and beat him. And he thought, you know, and Ross's motto is, and his family's is, why not? (laughs) And so he thought, you know, what have I got to lose? So he just threw it in fifth gear and floored it and hit the wall and took his hands off the steering wheel. And Keselowski had no idea he was coming up behind him. Nobody warned Keselowski that he was coming up behind him. And uh, it was funny because I asked Brad, I said, Brad, did you know Chastain was coming up behind you? And he said, no, Deb, I didn't. (laughs) So he didn't know it. Hamlin didn't know it. I, it sounds like maybe the spotters froze. I don't know. It happened pretty um, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it but, was. It's it's cool when you can be there in person and watch history made. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see. And you've done a lot of that. But we. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if NASCAR says anything about it. They certainly didn't come out with anything before the last race of the year. But uh, we got about three months of off season. We'll. See what comes up there, if anything. What did you think of uh, Ty Gibbs's uh, phony baloney apology? Nobody in the media took much stock in it. Yeah. Um, I tell you what surprised me more than anything was the um, the the when Austin Hill decked Myatt Snyder yes. and didn't incur a penalty. That what surprised me more than anything i mean that was a mismatch for the ages i think me about half as big as austin hill and austin hill 
just let him have it. I mean, that's the wonder he didn't knock his teeth out or something. That was a that was a heck of a blow, and I didn't even know anything about that till about Wednesday. That was a blow from the fifties and sixties, wasn't it, Greg? That certainly was. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was. But Deb, you're right. Uh, uh, we we actually on a, on our Starge Engine Simulator, uh, our buddy Larry folks around, and we we reproduced that lap uh, of going around, uh, you know, wide open through three and four, and and, and sure enough, it, it's an eye racing type deal. And it, it it can be done, and there had to be a lot of calculating going on in Chastain's mind. It was a calculated move, right place, right time, uh, just a lot of things added up. And uh, but everybody was just so dumbfounded. My brother called me on the telephone. He said, "I don't even know if I believe what I just saw." <laughs> I said, well, "I don't know if I believe it either." But uh, I said, you get on these simulators and stuff, and, and you can see that a lot of things can, that can be done. But uh, I, I thought it was a neat move. Uh, nothing that could ever be done on a, on a big track, uh, you wouldn't think. No, or really no way. But uh, uh, it, it was exciting for the fans, and I'd love to have been there and seen it. But it, it, it almost looked like a cartoon on TV. I mean, it just, oh, it just yeah. Mesmer, yeah. mesmerized the fans. And, uh, well, you, you know, in football, they call it a Hail Mary, and I don't know if you've heard, but now it has, I think, quote-unquote officially been named the Hail Melon. <laughs> i go along with that. Let's it, not... It's it, it, real, real quick, it's real funny because Ross Chastain said that he thought there had been more thought put into what to call it than he put in about doing it. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's look at the point standings, our point standings, which uh, I guess we can go ahead and declare that um, Alan Hill, is uh, he can't be caught and is going to be the champion this year, and we have a beautiful trophy we're going to present to him next week. If I get it from Larry's trophies in time, they have promised it. But Alan's got 43 points. I've got 37. Deb's got 33. Lanny's got 30. Jada's got 27, Greg 25, and Ronnie 21. So uh, congratulations to Alan Hill for winning our championship. But let's go ahead, just for the heck of it, and see if uh, see if we can pick who the new champion is going to be of the real deal out there in Phoenix with the uh, cup race tomorrow. Deb, uh, you go ahead and go first. I'm going to be a meanie. I'm going to take Logano. That's not... Why is that being a meanie? I thought you were going to take... Because Greg usually takes Logano. Well... <laughs> That's true, but well, uh, that's okay, Deb. You 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 get first pick. I thought when you said that for sure you were going to take uh, Elliot, which is who I will take. Greg, since you got the microphone there, who do you pick? Well, I, like I say, I was kind of going to lean toward Logano, and and obviously, uh, you know, Elliot's run run awful good and consistent. Well, uh, those are the two you can't pick. So you got you got Christopher Bell and um, Kyle. Um, Ross Chastain. Well, now, are we picking the, who's going to be the champion, or are we picking who's going to win the race? Uh, well, that's a good point. Uh, it is a point. That's I, what I, I think. I, I was thinking championship, but since there's uh, more of us than we got people in the championship, uh, I, I tell you what, since it doesn't count, you can pick uh, the same person. In other words, if you want Logano, you picking Greg, and you and Deb will be right. Well, uh, it doesn't matter because the point standings are over anyway. 
Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to say I'm running. Hey, Deb knows what's going on. Deb, Deb's been there since, since the inception. Uh, so who of do you think is going to be the champion? That's the question. Uh, I'm going to go along with Deb. Okay. So, oh. so me and her are going to be teammates this week. All right. All right. Rodney, what do you think? Well, I'm going to go with the man of the hour and pick Chastain. Okay. Uh, Alan? I'm going with the rest. I'm going 22. You think Logano's going to win? I, I think he's going to win it. That, when it comes down to it, he can get up on that steering wheel. All right. And he has won the championship before. And, uh, Lanny, if you want to give us a pick, and Jada, uh, I, like I said, we're just picking who we think is going to be the champion. There's no yeah. points involved here anymore. Let me move on to one other thing then uh, before we have to let you go, Deb. And that's the, the news yesterday, or I heard about it yesterday, about Jimmy Johnson buying into the, the – uh, the petty operation and becoming one of the part owners, I guess. And he's going to run a few races, including Daytona. And he wants to do the double with Indianapolis and, uh, and Charlotte on Memorial day. So, uh, what are your thoughts on Jimmy Johnson coming back? Well, I thought it was very interesting. And when you look at it's like Richard said yesterday, when they had the press conference, he said, I'm 85 years old. I'm not going to be around for another 20 years. And I'm not sure of Maury Gallagher's uh, age, but, you know, they're looking to the future is what they're doing. And to bring Jimmy in, I think that's a good plan for the future. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how what he can bring to that team as far as feedback on improving the cars and all, since he'll be driving a part-time schedule as well. And since he wants to do the double, it's going to be interesting to see if a lot of the other people, such as Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson, who want to do the double, get to do it as well. So it's going to be interesting to see if we have more than one person doing the double next year. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think if I read it correctly... Jimmy Johnson was saying that uh, hopefully Chip Ganassi's got a car for him because I don't think he's, uh, uh, you know, he's not going to run the IndyCar schedule anymore. Right. So um, I guess it'll be a matter of if he can find the ride. Deb, we're a little about six minutes over because we have so much to talk about there. But uh, um, I'm going to have to let you go so we can get in a break here and give Alan the time to do a little bit of local results. But uh, – Thank you so much, and I uh, appreciate all you did was keeping up with the point standings for us this year. And, in fact, you, you designed a new point standings for us with the way we uh, uh, assigned the points. So thanks for everything, Deb, and uh, we'll talk to you one more time next week for sure. Sounds good. Everyone have a great weekend, and don't forget the Xfinity Championship this afternoon. That's going to be interesting. Three junior motorsports cars against one Joe Gibbs racing car. Yep, and I uh, – Think you know what I hope happens. So, uh, thank you, yeah, Deb. It's going to be interesting who yeah. Brandon Jones goes with yeah. this year's team or next year's team. That's right. Okay, Deb. Thank you so much. We appreciate <laughs> thank it. Thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend. All right. Bye bye. And uh, the smartest woman I know. Smartest woman I know too. And we're about seven minutes late, so let's get a break in and come back and let uh, Alan tell us what he's got locally. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this and you want it to sound like this There's the pass to Leitner Puts it up Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. Do you have any old camera gear laying around that you are not using or do not want? Downsize and sell it for cash this November 3rd, 4th, and 5th at Spartan Photo Center. Every year, Spartan Photo Center host this event where buyers will make you a cash offer on new or antique camera gear. Great deals if you're buying new gear too. One weekend only though at Spartan Photo Center 108 Garner Road in Spartburg. You can call Spartan Photo Center with any questions 864-583-6835 Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM WSPG Spartanburg From tuition and books to room and board College can get expensive. But if you serve in the U.S. Army, you can earn your tuition and get a degree without student debt. Plus, soldiers can earn up to $50,000 in bonuses and other valuable benefits, like real-world experience and training for whatever lies ahead. To find out more, go to GoArmy.com. Call your local recruiting station at 864-576-2805 or visit in person at the Westgate Mall next to the food court. Paid for by the U.S. Army. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Prenex on Highway 9 in Bowling Springs is your one-stop shop for all your business branding needs. Whether you need logos, business cards, brochures, or banners, Prenex is the place to look. Prenex offers a large variety of professional printing for your business and everyday needs. Need invitations for special events? Call Prenex and get them done right. Copies, a notary, or need to send a fax? Yep, Prenex does that too. Prenex, 2510 Bowling Springs Road, Site B, providing quality customer service for whatever you need. Call them today, 599-7000. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage, biscuits baked to perfection, the enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's Easy on the Go Breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Value when product served. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And, Alan, you got seven and a half minutes. Well, as far as that's, I probably don't have about three and a half minutes to the truth, Perry, because we don't have no local action right. going on except uh, uh, as far as local results. Nobody came to race last week, but uh, they are running the World of Outlaws. If you want to ride up to Charlotte, watch the World of Outlaws. They're having their finals up there tonight. So, uh some racing going on, but you just have to run about 65 miles up the road. Nice facility up there. Charlotte's got up there for the dirt track. Uh, announced last Sunday, uh, the 602s, the 604s, they wound up there racing up there. But uh, like I said a little bit earlier, uh, Travers Rest seen that nobody's going to plan on racing next week. So they, uh, they kind of put another race on the schedule. Uh, they announced everybody that's going to be racing over there. They will be bringing that back to Lake Bottles over, over to Travers Rest Speedway. Glad to see that. Uh, that's what you are, isn't it? No, I was a, I was a limited sportsman. Oh, were you? Okay. But right. uh, they will be having the Blue Ridge Outlaw Lake Models over there. Also on the program is the Thunder Bombers, the Thunder Bomber Futures, Extreme 4, Pure Stop, Ford Outlaw Division. That's your, that's your favorite division, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crate Sportsman, the gates will open at 4 p.m. next Saturday at Travers Rest Speedway. Drivers meeting will be at 6. Hot laps will start at 6.30. Stands are $20. The pits is 30 And coming up the week after, uh, we're going to have Cherokee Speedway. They have announced that the bl- annual blue-gray race was paying up to $12,000 for the win over there. Mm. So a lot of them boys will be winding up their season. Like I said, the World of Outlaws is winding theirs up uh, this weekend at Charlotte. So uh, they'll be coming to Cherokee Speedway. Uh, two or three people's already announced on their webpage that they plan on being there, and that's Chris Madden. Everybody knows Chris is a local favorite around here. And that will be on a Sunday afternoon, November 20th. That's the week before Thanksgiving, and everybody knows that the week after Thanksgiving, they have the big four-cylinder nationals over there so uh like i said but we're gonna get into talk to hank gotten over here at greer dragway they've wound up their season over there he gave me a list of their champions over there we're gonna start off with the junior dragster congratulations to rodney hyatt and junior dragster uh foot break division bristol mosley won that foot break uh sportsman division robbie Fieldback, and the pro division shane maddox uh, also like to congratulate Hank Gotten. 
he went out to Farmington Dragway. That's about 45 minutes up above uh, Charlotte. He picked up the third annual Big Five Championship up there. And uh, I guess whenever you look at the check that he got, his $5,000, I guess that's what the Big Five means, $5,000 to win. So I'm glad uh, Hank got it. I'm glad Hank got it. Good local racer around here. And uh I'd like to thank him for everything that he's done for this year, for the show, about uh, giving us local results over at Greer Dragway, keeping us up to date there. And uh, also, uh, Union Dragway was supposed to race today, uh, but they've called off because of rain. Yeah. And we all know that the gassers are supposed to be up at Shadyside today. We had Ernie Smith on the show last week, yep. so uh, I hope somebody gets some, a little bit of racing in. But we do have a little bit. Uh, did you watch any of the NHRA last week at Las Vegas? No, I did not. Well, we got a new new driver. Okay. Uh, he's been in NASCAR. He's been in IndyCar. And his name's Tony Stewart. You're exactly right. That's right. He, I heard uh, he was going to do that. How did he do? He he finished second the first time out to a, a lady, uh, Miss Payne. And everybody knows that Jay Payne, her father and stuff, uh, so I guess whenever you have to first time out, but you know, Tony probably does have a little bit of a, uh, equalizing whenever he owns his whole organization over in, in drag racing. So, uh, but, uh, first time out to be sitting out there going 278 miles an hour in a real dragster. It's not the top funny. I mean, not the top real dragsters, yeah. but it's just the one, one step under. So, uh, you might be looking at things to come as far as Tony Stewart being in the rail dragster here before long. Uh, he was, he was, they talked to him before and he said it was just like, uh, his first time getting in a, in a NASCAR. He said he was real nervous about it. And, uh, but, uh, glad to see him show out and, uh, do really good in that. Well, it just reinforces my like for Tony Stewart. Gets in anything and can and be competitive. Yeah, and and won't lie to you about. Oh no, nah, I, I wasn't scared. I was just I was ready to go. Yeah, he he, he, he said, "Yeah, I'm nervous." There's a little stutter in his voice whenever he uh, showed up out there that morning, and uh, like I said, uh, but uh, you know, he said he got the jitterbugs, but uh, he cut <laughs> he cut some good green lights. Uh, you know, at Christmas trees, something else. You go on yellow. You know, I mean, everybody sits there and thinks that you wait. If you wait for the green light, you're left. You're gone. You're out of the program. And what I like about it is you got one shot. I mean, if you're late one time, you're done. Yeah. You're loading it. You're loading it in the truck. You don't get a second chance. And uh, I ain't going to say something like a lucky dog or whatever. <laughs> but uh, glad to see Tony Stewart doing good there. And uh, it's, a, it's a funny car kind of doing pretty good i'm surprised his name hadn't come up with uh doing the double doing the double the he indie... might be doing the triple now you know <laughs> if he if he sits there and does drag racing he jumps over to the indy car then he jumps back into nascar because he does have you know that's one team that did not make it to the chase this year we got four right. different teams we got four different teams and and tony stewart's team was left out this year yeah and uh you know, something about that new car that they just haven't figured out yet. But uh, everybody says, well, sometimes everybody's talking about Tony getting his iron, you know, getting his, what is they say, getting your irons in too many fires or whatever. Yeah. But uh, spreading himself too thin. Spreading himself too thin. You need to, but uh, I know he's got some good personnel there and uh, he'll start getting back on the right track. 
Yep. And, uh, but like I said, uh, like I say, uh, glad to see Travis Rest putting something back on the schedule so uh, Mr. Wilson can go see a race because I know he's uh, hadn't got to talk to him this week, but uh, also got a post up of uh, some uh, rules that's coming out at Cherokee next week. Well, we'll talk about those on the other side. We should have time. I f- haven't mentioned the whole show. I don't think that after Kyle Petty, who is our guest coming up in the, after the top of the hour, we're going to talk to Mark Hauser out in the great northwest united states so uh got a great another hour coming up so stay tuned and uh we will be right back after the top of the hour you're listening to start your engines the home of open mic weekdays from three to six fox sports spartanburg 98.3 fm wspg spartanburg what you need to know. In the NBA Friday night, the Milwaukee Bucks improved to 8-0 behind a Giannis Antetokounmpo triple-double. They won at Minnesota 115-102. The Utah Jazz defeated the Lakers in Los Angeles 130-116 to improve to 7-3. The Lakers now 2-6. Golden State was without Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins. They lost to New Orleans 114-105. They are now 0-6 on the road. Portland's Jeremy Grant had the game-winning jumper at the buzzer to give the Blazers a 108 to 106 win at Phoenix. Dallas held off Toronto 111 to 110. Luka Doncic scored 35 points for his eighth straight 30-point game to open the season. College football. Missouri this morning has announced head coach Eli Drinkwitz has received a 2-year contract extension through the 2027 campaign. I'm Isaac Lowenkron. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest-running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and of course the Fox Sports 1400 app. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That is why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you will ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. From tuition and books to room and board, college can get expensive. But if you serve in the U.S. Army, you can earn your tuition and get a degree without student debt. Plus, soldiers can earn up to $50,000 in bonuses and other valuable benefits, like real-world experience and training for whatever lies ahead. To find out more, go to GoArmy.com. Call your local recruiting station at 864-576-2805 or visit in person at the Westgate Mall next to the food court. Paid for by the U.S. Army. Live from the Fox Sports 1498-3 FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines. And it's my pleasure to welcome, for the first time on Start Your Engines, Kyle Petty out in Arizona, out in Phoenix. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, man. It's chilly out here. What's the weather like there? It's about 70 degrees and pouring down rain and nothing like I want it to be in uh, November. I'm, I'm ready for Thanksgiving weather. Listen, I came to Phoenix because it wasn't supposed to be chilly, but my, I got a big coat on this morning out here. Oh, well, that's, uh, I, I wish I was there with that weather anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Kyle, this is Greg. Uh, can't thank you enough for coming on the show because I know you stay busy. Uh, I hear you got a new book out. Uh, it's going to be, we're really looking forward to it. And, uh, if you could kind of tell us a little bit about that, that, that'd be one thing neat. I mean, you always speak your mind and, uh, but, but tell us a little bit about that and just some of your thoughts about what's going on. So I I have to tell you, Greg, so it it, it is, so I'm like you, I just grew up around this stuff, man. And, and, you know, and, and I'm always, I've sat around and I'm, tell stories because that's what old racing guys do they just tell stories uh you get to that point in life I've always said man you need to write it down write it down write it down and um you know when the pandemic happened then i sat down and started writing some stuff down and just writing some stuff that i remembered and um you know things about my uncle randy that was killed there at talladega back in in, in 74 and you know and then that led to adam and next thing it's granddaddy and then it's, it's daddy and it's some crazy things that have happened to me but it's just Listen, it's just a, it's just a, a bunch of stories about growing up and racing and uh, and that part of it. And I, I have to tell you this, and, and I think about this a lot when when I, when I think about how long I've been in racing. Your dad asked me, but we were we were standing somewhere. It had to be mid '80s, I, maybe right after I, I left the Wood Brothers or right along the time I was driving for him. 
And and I was talking to your dad, and he said, how old are you, about 40 years old? And I said, 40 years old? I said, bud, I'm 26, 27. (laughs) And he said, said, dang, you've been around a long time. (laughs) And I was like, I had, because I've just grown up with it. You know what I mean? I remember sitting out at the American Motor Lodge um, there at, uh, in Riverside, sitting oh, out yeah. on, uh, in front of the rooms there, you know what I mean? And everybody just come back from the ho- from the racetrack and pull their chairs outside and sit there and talk. And um, I mean, that's so it's just, it's stories about stuff like that. It's just stories about just growing up around so many different people in this sport um, and just being a part of it. Kyle, yeah. let me ask you this, because uh, I was thinking of this last night. I wanted, I didn't want to ask you the same old questions you hear all the time. You know, we, we're heard around the world on the internet and everything uh so you're not just going around spartanburg county or, or anything like that but at the spartanburg fairgrounds we had a great little dirt track here a half mile that your father your grandfather won the first race on the first grand national race in 53 and two others your daddy won here three times including the best race i ever saw in 64 and uh, even your uncle maurice won uh, he didn't win he finished third which was the best finish he ever had uh, in his Grand National career. Do you remember anything about coming to Spartanburg and playing in the infield or, or anything like that? No, I don't. Hey, you know what? And, and it's funny you you bring that up um, and, and you, you talk about that. Honest to goodness, of all the places I ever went, I think the first race that really pops into my head that I remember coming to is Greenville, um, coming to the dirt track at Greenville. Um, that, that's the first one. I don't, I don't even know how old I was. I just remember being at that racetrack. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and I was just, I don't even think I was in school yet. I must've been five or six years old. Uh, but no, I don't, I don't remember coming to, sorry. Now you're like, bud, you must think I'm 80 years old. No, <laughs> no, no, you're 60, you're 61. I, I, I think you were born in 1960, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm 62. I don't remember my granddad winning there in 53. No, so I, I was only one myself, but, uh, cow. You're so out. I hope they're not coming for you. No, no, no. That's an ambulance. Most of the time, the, the police cars sound different when they come for uh, Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, getting back to your book, and uh, Greg and I have both written books, and uh, and it's a it's a real accomplishment and something to be proud of. But I was looking at you up on the Internet last night, and it looks like uh, your book signings may uh, correspond to a, a musical performance. You're, you're still uh, – very active in performing, right? Yeah, so, yeah. They let me come. So if I, I if I can sell some books, they let me play my guitar, and then they pay me in beers. So it's working out really <laughs> there good. You right there it's you really, go. There you go. Really, use every gimmick you can just to get a little bit ahead. That's the way it is. That's my side hustle right now. Yeah. My main hustle, as always, is I just run my mouth on TV and make people mad. Um, that's pretty much what I do 90% of the time. And, and um, Because I, you know what? People just don't like... If you don't tell them what they want to hear, they don't like what you have to say. I have figured that out in, in life here. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm real bad about not saying what people want to hear sometimes and getting a little bit in trouble. But, yeah, I get to play the guitar every now and then um, and get to, get to sell a few books. So that's what I'm hustling right now. Yeah, but anyway, Kyle, we, like I said, we can't thank you enough. But a lot of people don't realize that uh, for years, like I said, we, we grew up in a sport, uh, saw our daddies, I mean, you know, your daddy with the king and 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 lee had done uh, all kind of stuff but he was also a good mechanic and uh he was just like i was i mean you started sweeping the floor and doing this and doing that but you had a lot to do with uh uh working on the cars it seemed to me like you 
went to the wind tunnel with them one time or something that oh. helped Richard win the yeah. Uh, Listen, I'm okay, and I, I've said I've said this a thousand times, Greg. Um, and and the two the two biggest one, biggest things that ever happened to me in this sport, two two greatest things, are, are my greatest memories, are are my dad winning Daytona in '79, and then Adam winning that ARCA race in '98. And I say that for for this reason. And and in '79, we we kind of fallen on some hard times. And it was just Richie Bars and Steve Mill. And myself and and we were in the fab shop there, and we built that Oldsmobile. And that, I was I was just seventeen, just turning eighteen. Um, and man, to to be able to hang that body and and make those crush panels and build his seat. I built the seat for that car, and to build his seat, do that stuff, and then to see your dad go out and win a race, man, that you couldn't be any prouder than that. Than to feel like you actually had a hand in and working on that. And 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 I'm just like you, and and then. Adam came along, and I had my own race team then, and we built that car over at, at my shop there, PE2, and he went and won that race, and I was a part of that, man. And it was just those, – those are the things, man. I, I won a couple of races driving, and that was all well and good, and that was fun. Uh, but, man, to be able to help somebody else win races and to be able to do that. And my dad, when I, when I told him I wanted to work on uh, – I wanted to be a race car driver, he said, you got to work in every department um, before, you can, before you can drive. So I worked in the engine room for a year swept floors for a thousand years uh but worked in the engine room for a year and in the fab shop and dale and them let me pack barons and be a mechanic uh but the, the, my most dreaded part was working in the body shop man i harked up petty blue paint for about three months after that. <laughs> uh, okay. remember we didn't have any of that downdraft system and mask and all that stuff you just went in there with spray with your sprayer and, and and got it done man and then put clear lacquer over it so that was even better so um, but I, I tell you what, man, working on cars was, was all, that was the hardest part. Honestly, Greg, that was the hardest part about quitting driving. Um, once I quit, I didn't have a shop to go to where I could work on a car. Um, That's it right. wasn't, I, I missed the driving, I missed the driving, but God, man, I just missed being around cars, well, being I, able to work them, yeah, put them I, together. You know, you back there with, with Maurice and, and all the legendary people at, 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 at y'all shop. And, uh, like I say, it, you were there to dyno motors and saw oh, yeah. what the horsepower was and the whole thing. And, and I don't think that people realize, I mean, uh, and you won more than us a few races. You run awful good. But, uh, I, listen, I was there when the rods had come out of them things and go into them, go into the wall, man. <laughs> we, Uncle Marsh blew one up one day. He said, I'm going to see what this thing will do. And he cranked that old Heenan up back there and he let her rip. And the next thing I know, there's two rods in the right side cinder block that have come <laughs> out of that thing when it, when it came apart. We're and I, talking, and we're, he said, "Well, I go, I won't think I don't think it'll take that." And I said, "No, that that's not a good. That's not a good one." We're talking to Kyle Petty from Arizona, and uh, it's so great to have you on the show. I I worked for Wells Fargo to this day, and I loved your Wells Fargo paint job that you had on that car with the. It was like a looked like a uh, a tequila sunrise almost with the colors yeah. and everything, and the, and the stagecoach. That, that was a, one of my favorite paint schemes of all time. Yeah, I always said it looked like the cover of an Eagles album. That's um, right. exactly that's, right. That's, that's, that's right. That's exactly what, that's what I always said it looked like with that stagecoach and that, that that the horses coming across the horizon there. That was a, they were good people, man. Um, you know, Wells Fargo, they were just coming east and doing some stuff, so they were good people. That was a good that was a good time. I had some great sponsors, man, with Mellow Yellow and oh, yeah. Hot Wheels and all those guys. So um and you know what? That that part of the sport 
not change, man. If you don't have a sponsor and you don't have somebody else paying the bills, man, it's tough to get it done. I got to tell you one thing. You talked about how you make people unhappy, uh, putting it mildly. And you said some things here recently about Bubba Wallace and Ty Gibbs. We won't go through all of that again because everybody knows that you're outspoken. And I can tell you that the the four of us here on Start Your Engines. We agree with you. We couldn't have agreed with you more because <laughs> we said it before you did, only uh, 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 it's exactly the way it is. But, you know, I tried my best last night to find a clip of you, and, and I still laugh about it. I laughed for five minutes yesterday thinking about the 1993 Daytona 500. Not that you crashed, but the running you had with Bobby Hillen, and I got Al Unser Jr.'s interview I got Bobby Hillen's interview, but I couldn't find yours because you wouldn't come out of the truck for a while. But when you did, right. you did, though, and you called Bobby Hillen that little blind boy. And maybe that's not that politically little- <laughs> correct, but I thought that was hilarious. No, that's, that's what I call- And listen, when we're walking across the thing there, he kept running his mouth, and I couldn't get him to shut up, so I just slapped his visor down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to to- that's, why I, that's why I slammed his visor, because I couldn't get him to shut up. I didn't want to hear his mess anymore. Did you? So, uh, I, listen, I'm not going to say I was the calmest head in the, in, in, the, in the field. I, I could, my, my emotions got the best of me a lot of times. But, um, they, listen, some of this stuff that's going on now, these guys, hey, listen, they should have, uh, I say it, he should have been suspended for the rest of the year, and Ty Gibbs should be the same thing, man. No that, doubt. Just, there, there, are, there are moves that are okay, and there are moves that are just chicken crap. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, they can talk it all they want to, and it's like that old saying, that little white stuff on the top of chicken crap is still chicken crap. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And 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 that that that's kind of the way it is for for me when I look at what they've done. And that's not it doesn't help the sport. I don't know what what people are thinking or what what these guys are thinking, but it doesn't help the sport. Yeah. Well, we love hearing you on NBC, and uh, I've always uh, you you don't when you're on there. I mean, I know you mean what you're saying, and you say what you feel, but. Uh, also, I get this sense that you don't take yourself all that seriously because I've heard you say more than once, well, blah, 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 I'm just an idiot, but blah, blah, blah. And I just, that's just so yeah. cool the way you do that. And I, I think everybody associates with that and appreciates the way you present uh, auto racing on television. Yeah, listen, I hope so. It's, again, it's just my opinion. You know, you know what I mean? But my opinion's like, I, I, my opinion comes from the same place Greg's opinion comes from. It does. It comes from being in sport your whole life. You know what I mean? It's, it didn't just, I mean, I, I don't know how many people think this sport started in 2010, and I don't know where they come from or why they think they should should be able to, their, their opinion's right and everybody's wrong. Mine's not right. My, my opinion's not right. Um, it's just my opinion. You, you know what I mean? And, and, and when we go through stuff, that, that's just what it is. So, um, listen, I, I'll entertain anybody's opinion if they really want to argue, but, you know, when they, they get personal every now and then, and that's okay. Um, that makes me laugh. I'm like, when you run out of stuff and you have to get personal, it's like being in third grade in an argument with somebody. You know what I mean? So I just, I, I just let those go. Well, like I say, Kyle, anytime you say anything, people listen. And uh, that was one of the things I was thinking about before you come on. That you know, Kyle, he know Kyle's a mechanic. I mean, he knows the motors. He knows this. He knows that. He saw everything. You know, yep. just like I did. And 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 we can. It's so obvious to us when things are, are wrong uh, versus what they really supposed to be, and the idea is for the to go out there and put on yep. a good show and and yep. and race competitive and everything. And the Petty's always done that, and 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 Kyle's always been a, one of the 
greatest representatives Kyle, I, I, of the old days. Kyle, before, I b- before we let you go, tell us the name of your book, where people can get it, and uh, and I can't wait to read it. I, I didn't realize you had a book, but I, has it been yep. out since like August? Yeah, something like that. It's called it's called Swerve or Die. You can get it on Amazon or uh, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. Yeah, I guess anywhere you can buy a book, man. I don't know. Well, um, <laughs> I've, it, it, it's still out there. I saw it at the airport the other day, so I know they're still selling them. <laughs> okay, that's um, a sign. Uh, and I got here that December second, you're going to be in Lexington, North Carolina, and December third in Sparta, North Carolina. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, selling books and uh, strumming the guitar. Selling books. And- Dumb books playing music, man. Just so if you're in the area, come by and see us. Well, I'll, I'll bring three beers. <laughs> All right, perfect. That'd be perfect. <laughs> Greg, uh, Greg did such a great job of getting you to come on the show, and uh, Greg, thank you so much. You hit a grand slam this time. Well, Kyle Petty and me is like family. I mean, yeah, it just, it just sure. we grew up together, and uh, it, it, it's amazing to see how the sport has changed and a lot of it a lot of it's good the cars are more modern and in different things but uh me, me and kyle know what's going on kyle paid him more That's than anything because exactly he, he he sat behind a steering wheel and i never got to do that kyle you said we you only had 10 minutes and we got 20 out of you so i'm gonna let you go That's and all right man thank, all right i appreciate it thank you so much for coming on and hopefully we'll have you back next year sometime that was that was great thank you man i appreciate it take uh, care see you greg See you, Kyle. Well, that was outstanding. And he called us, just like he said yeah. he would. So uh, I tell you what, that was... Uh, he's first class. That was one of the best interviews of the year. And you can tell he's just a real guy. Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't... I, I'm serious. Well, he doesn't take himself that seriously. 90% of the time, whenever me and my brother's watching the race, we got it muted. But then whenever we see Kyle Petty come on there, we unmute it. Because yeah. we want to hear what he got to say. And... uh Mike, I know you're listening because you've texted me several things to talk about, and I, I couldn't get to him. I didn't get to winning the, anything about Sabatis, who uh, got him the Rolls-Royce for his performance uh, incentive one time. And there's just a lot of things to talk to Kyle yeah. Petty about we didn't we get to. we got to get him back on. We'll get him back yeah. on. Won't be this year, but we'll get him back on. Yeah. And, uh, early next year. Yeah. Definitely. Well, we'll get him on early next year because he uh, Fox, he doesn't work for Fox. And he told me when he called, he said, I got a meeting with uh, NBC at, you know, 10 minutes. And we kept him for 20. So that was good. I All thought right. that was great. Uh, uh, you did a great job, Greg. Let's take a break. We're right on schedule. And talk. Oh, I do want to, I, I, I hate to interrupt, but I do want to thank Mr. Wayne Finley. Okay. Uh, you know, he, he, he he's always been involved in the Motorsport Hall of Fame. And, and he was a, a part-time helper with the Petties and everything. And he, he helped a lot on that. He's a big supporter of the show. So, uh, a lot of thanks goes out to Wayne as far as that interview goes. Yep, thank you, Wayne. We really appreciate it. That was a that was as good an interview as we can do on this show. All right, let's take a break. Come back and talk to our old buddy out in the Northwest, Mark Hauser. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyer's program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. There's something special happening year-round in the city of Spartanburg, including a variety of seasonal events and festivals. Downtown Spartanburg offers several great options for retail shopping, as well as a great selection of restaurants and bars where you can have the fish and chips at Delaney's Irish Pub, you can try something off the new menu at RJ Rockers, or even catch a game with friends at Main Street Pub. If you're looking for something family-friendly, check out the Music Trail or the Sparkle City Mini Putt, which is always free to play. For more information on upcoming events, check out the city's Facebook page. The City of Spartanburg, always doing. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And uh, it is my pleasure to talk to one of our annual guests, an old hand around here at uh, 1498.3 in Spartanburg, and that is Mark Hauser. Good morning, Mark. Old and not getting any younger. I'm I'm great, Perry. How are you? Doing real, real good. And uh, we're all, the gang's all here. Everybody wanting to talk to you and hear from you. And, uh, you know, I still hear you every day on some... Uh, um shred shred it commercial <laughs> plays all day long so you really as i said last year you still got a presence on our station 
My goodness, and none of the residual checks seem to be making their way into my mailbox. Isn't that crazy? There, I see him over here on on uh, Clary's desk. He's getting ready to mail them out. Yeah, the checks in the mail, Mark. Checks in the mail. <laughs> yeah, he, you, you tell Clary he's got to buy some stamps. <laughs> well, how you been getting along? We haven't talked to you in a year, and I think last year when we talked, I was. I had been concerned about all the fires and everything out there, and I haven't heard anything about them this year. So uh, I guess um, I guess you're uh, you, you don't have that, but you're uh, I'm sure you got something else going on. You still driving the school bus? Fire is, you know, if folks don't know, I live in southeastern Oregon, out in the desert, um, and we had a very very light fire season, which was great because California got chewed up. Um, the western part of Oregon had some big fires, but where we were, it wasn't bad at all, and we're very lucky um, because we're still in a severe drought. But uh, yep, I'm still driving the school bus. I'm still working across the street from our house at our, our local general store, the field station, where I um, make up the best milkshake you'll ever have and work <laughs> the cash register and shock, stock shelves and do all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, uh, still doing things in, in semi-retirement that I enjoy, and we are, we are doing well. We got our first big snow here uh, wow. earlier in the week. Um, woke up to drive the bus one morning and it was uh, 24 degrees with a wind chill of 13. So I'm Good very man. happy. Ooh, that's chilly. <laughs> that's a little. Uh, yeah, Kyle said it was, it cold, was cold in uh, Arizona, but uh, we got it. We got rain and about almost 70 degrees, and it's it's uh, you know almost 11:30 uh, in the morning. So it's not like Thanksgiving, and I don't <laughs> like it at all. I want I want my Thanksgiving cold, but uh, there so, you go. Yeah. There you go. So uh, I hope the daughters and everybody are doing well, and your wife. Yeah, family's great. Jen's still teaching at our local school here. I've got uh, uh, my oldest daughter, Samantha, got a new teaching job and has moved a little bit closer to us. She was about uh, 85 miles away, and now she's teaching in a school that's about 50 miles away. Uh, it's a school that uh, has K through 8, and uh, she's got six students. Uh, my other daughter, uh, Emma, uh, lives in Bend, which is about a four-hour drive. In fact, she came down to visit this weekend, and she's doing really well. She's got a job she enjoys there, and, you know, Bend's a city of close to 100,000 people, so she likes it pretty well. But, but uh, yeah, we're, we're all doing well, Perry. Um, no complaints. I mean, we've now, I mean, Thanksgiving weekend, I'll have moved, will be the fourth anniversary of moving out here and it's been a really uh good experience for the entire family and you know not every when you go through a major life change like that to say that it worked out well for everybody involved that's that tells me we're pretty lucky because that that isn't always the case well mark i want to thank you for the uh text you sent me with the the link to the story and yes uh Sports Illustrated about uh, Marcus Lattimore. I had not yeah. seen it. No, and everybody that I've talked to had not seen that. And I didn't even know that he had moved to Oregon. Yeah, you know what? I ran across that. I think it might have been might have been on Facebook, or it may have been 
Um, in an email I got where I get summaries of different sports stories that are uh, either trending or um, flying under the radar. But, yeah, I found that in Sports Illustrated. But Marcus Lattimore, and, of course, I don't have to explain to anybody on an all-sports station <laughs> in Spartanburg who he is, uh, but he, after several years, after leaving football, after, you know, uh, getting released by the 49ers and then coming back to South Carolina for a while and doing some things with the university program in Columbia, uh, kind of dropped off the radar. And Marcus has resurfaced in Portland, Oregon, where he is an assistant coach for Lewis and Clark. University, which is a Division three football program. Uh, he's doing player counseling, and I think he's also working with the running backs. And the, the, if you haven't read it, just go online, check it out. The Sports Illustrated piece talks about um, Marcus's, uh, I don't want to call it a struggle necessarily, but Marcus's quest, uh, would you agree, Ronnie, really a quest to kind of find himself now that he's out of the spot, the spotlight, and it sounds like he's very happy and he's uh, doing something he truly enjoys in Portland with this Division Three football program. Oh, I, I totally agree. And and then one one way I do understand why he would want to get out of the spotlight and and go back to being a regular guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, know. exactly. Now I understand why. I thought Ronnie was just being rude because I sent him the same article and he didn't thank me for it. So I, I guess it's because he had your article. But uh, I read yeah. it too, and, and it sounds to me like Marcus Lattimore, I mean, yeah, getting out of the spotlight is what he wanted. He was, I mean, he was treated like a god at, in his own words around here. I mean, he could even, you know, when he tried not to be in the limelight, he, he always was, and he needed to get away from that, and he wasn't going to do it as long as he stayed in South Carolina. Right, and what's interesting is had he had a big-time career with the 49ers, that wouldn't have happened here because there's a, you know Oregon is loaded with 49er fans, and everybody would have known who he is. But, you know, unfortunately, because of the injuries he suffered, um, his NFL career didn't work out, so he found a place where you know, unless people are immersed in college football, uh, a lot of folks don't know who Marcus Lattimore is out this way. So he has been able to maintain a low-key identity, and apparently, you know, it was interesting. He does a lot of writing now. Um, he enjoys working with the young men he is mentoring, because he did a lot of mentoring with players at South Carolina, too, but it was under a very bright light. And I think, I don't know, according to what we read in the article and the quotes from him, uh, he has found a measure of peace out here. And I'm happy for him. Heck, we're, you know, where I live, uh, way down here in Harney County, we're seven, seven and a half hours away from Portland. Uh, but I did read he loves the outdoors out here. So if I ever found a way to get a hold of him, I'd invite him down for a weekend and show him the mountains down this way. Do you ever do a game he played in? Uh, yes, yes, I did, um, Spartan I called, so I called, the one year I was the voice of Spartan High, they played Burns, and Marcus at the time was a freshman, 
and Burns' starting running back. Ronnie, was there a kid named Gist that was the starting running back for Burns ahead of Marcus when Marcus was a freshman? Yes, I think so, yeah. Yeah, there was a, a, a like a senior or a junior who was starting at Burns at running back, and his last name was Gist, and I can't remember his first name. I can't and Burns roll That was back when Burns was rolling everybody up, and they they beat Spartan High at Gibbs Stadium by five, six, seven touchdowns. <laughs> and uh, mid, midway or early in the fourth quarter, the starting running back, Gist, came out of the ball game, and this freshman, Marcus Lattimore, was Wearing the number back 40. Yep, for the last two possessions or something, or three possessions, he came in and, and he scored a touchdown and probably ran for 70, 80 yards. And, you know, he was a ninth grader, but you could even tell then, ooh, this guy, this guy may be the future of the program, and obviously he was. I, I got to say one thing here. This just popped into my mind. The day that Marcus Lattimore got hurt, I was at Walford College doing a book signing with Bill Drake, if you can believe that one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, wow. Which means nothing. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> so uh, I figure you haven't called any games since the last time I talked to you. We talked to no, you. No. Like, you know, we talked about the last couple of years, Perry. When I first got here, I did a couple of games for Westwood One, the National Network. Yeah, uh, the last one was three, four years ago. But once COVID hit, uh, that kind of scrambled everything. So no, I, I, I'm pretty much done. I mean, if somebody were to call me out of the blue and it were logistically where we could work it, and, and you know, honestly, the money was right, I'd do a game. But no, I mean, nobody's knocking on the door anymore, and that's fine. People still ask me, well, do you miss? Do you miss calling the Wofford games? Do you miss, you know, Saturdays at the stadium or being at the basketball arena on the night of a big game? And I do. On on occasion, I, I'll watch or listen to a college football game on a Saturday and think, you know, it'd be kind of cool to be at the stadium calling a game with a big crowd in the stands. But then I start thinking about the travel and all the prep time you have to put in and making sure the equipment works and all the other stuff that went with calling mid-level college sports. And I, I don't miss it that much anymore. I really don't. Well, I, you know, I, I, it's, I used to do my yard work and listen to you up in uh, North Dakota or whatever, calling the Bison and the Wofford game. And, uh, you know, you got some national exposure with some of your calls when Wofford was in the, the uh, NCAA tournament a couple of times there. And I, uh, you know that had to be really exciting, and uh, and to not be doing it anymore. Uh, you know, I, I I think I would miss it, but you know, you're a you're a, a veteran announcer, and I swear, and I've told you this before, and I've always compared you to uh, um, Kev, Kevin Harlan, is who I always thought you sounded like, and I, that's a pretty good compliment, I think. I, everybody yeah. that I know of thinks that Mark Hauser is or was uh, an excellent announcer. I know Greg feels that way. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, well, you, you you guys are you guys are very kind and boy, Kevin Harlan is uh I love Kevin one of Harlan. the best there is. Yeah, I think yes, he is high energy and and uh, a tremendous he's great on both radio and TV. Yeah. Um you know what it is, Perry, when when guys retire from football especially and I've, I've read pieces by retired NFL players. 
they said they always there's always a part of them that misses Sunday and game day and the adrenaline rush of coming out onto the field and the competition and the camaraderie of the team on Sunday. They don't miss Monday through Saturday when they're practicing and getting beat up and, <laughs> you know, going over game film and all the, because, you know, getting ready for a broadcast or getting ready to play in a ball game, uh, there's a routine, there's a process if you're going to do it right. And it's, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of time. And, you know, obviously broadcasting, it's a lot of mental effort. If you're a player, it's both mental and physical to get ready for each game. And there are a lot of NFL players who will tell you they missed Sunday, but they really didn't miss the other six days of the week being a player. And I, I kind of feel like that as a broadcaster. I, I sometimes miss game day, but I, I don't miss all the stuff that was necessary necessary to be good at the job every time you went on the air. It just, uh, you know, you do something for 40 years, and sometimes the mind uh, just says, you know, I'm a little tired of this might be i'd like to try to do something else or, or you know i'd like to step away from it and and focus my thoughts and efforts elsewhere yeah uh, and and something else in your life replaces it and then the next thing you know you don't you don't miss it at all so uh right but, well and, and here's here's the other here's the other thing um you know the jobs I have now, and luckily we're in a position financially because we're get, you know we're getting close to retirement, thank God. But you know I have jobs now. I drive a school bus, right, or I, I work at the general store. Well, when that job ends at whatever time of day, four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock, I don't have to think about anything work related until the next time I I have to go to the work to work. There's no radio station to worry about whether it's going to go off the air 24 hours a day. There's no next game and when I have to be on the bus or when I have to be to the airport or, you know, what uh, spotter's chart I have to do for football during the week. Those jobs I used to have in radio and, and in play-by-play or, or working at, you know, uh, 1400 Spartanburg, you know, the radio station in Spartanburg. Those jobs consume you seven days a week, 24 hours a day, even when you're not at the station or at the, the stadium. Um, and now I have jobs where when the day's over, the day's over. And that, that has been very rejuvenating for me. I didn't realize how consuming yeah. my former jobs were until I didn't have to work them anymore. Well, you talk about retirement. My daughter got married July 23rd in retirement. Yeah, not I saw in... that. Hey, hey, very quickly, congratulations to Hannah. Well, Fantastic. And and you told you uh, texted me that Jake has uh, finished his service in the Marines. So He, he did six congratulations. years. And what's that now? He did six years in the Marines, and he's going to go to right. Penn State University online in the school of of grass turf management he wants well, to good for, he wants to be uh, uh, the head guy at bank of america stadium right now he's already sent david tepper a resume and he hadn't even started well, class yet well good for him and and you know when you see him um you know thank him for his service to our nation i mean 6 years in the corps is is a long time and uh, i'm sure you as a dad have a a sense of well, maybe even a little sense of relief that uh, he's moved on to something else. Yeah, and but what my point was about retiring Hannah that that wedding um, has 
put my retirement plans on hold indefinitely because <laughs> I got to pay for that. I, the wedding's paid for. I don't have any savings anymore. So anyway, oh my that was a uh, well, Mark. I tell you what, it's great having you on here, and uh, I maybe somehow we can uh, meet up with you somewhere, like in Omaha or halfway or something. <laughs> And have a drink or something, because uh, you're a great guy, and we love having you on the show. And I know you've got a lot of fr- friends and fans uh, still here in Spartanburg a and uh, the upstate. There's still a bunch of well, people here, Mark, that, that really uh, miss you announcing those Walford games. Uh, and like I say, you taught me so much uh, stickability about being on the radio and everything, and I I can't thank you enough, but uh, uh, you're not here in Spartanburg no more, but uh, you are certainly not forgotten. And, oh, uh, the, that's very kind. But Greg, it's good to talk to you. It's good to talk to all of you guys, and I'll just say if any of you are out this way, we've got a spare bedroom, and uh, you come out here, and I'll make you the world's best milkshake at the field station. I guarantee you that. <laughs> you got a deal. That sounds great. That sounds good, Perry. I think that sounds like us a good field trip. That's a long road trip. Well, we'll have to get on an airplane, but it'd be worth it. But uh, Mark Hauser is nothing but first class, and no doubt about it. And uh, Spartanburg misses him very, very badly. And uh, I'm glad he's happy and doing what he's doing out there in Oregon. And uh, he's done his he's done his time. And uh, but I sure would still like to hear him announce some Walford games. Well, I tell you what, Mark, <laughs> along with a bunch of other people, I'm going to get those shredded checks in the mail to you. So, uh, you'll have a little extra in the bank account. Thank you so much for coming on. And, uh, we'll be texting back and forth, uh, like we always do. I hope. Well, uh, great to hear from you guys. Uh, you know, the, the thing I miss most about, uh, the Carolinas are, are the people I met and, and got to know over the years. Um, and you certainly are among them. Give everybody at the station my best, uh, and and uh, good luck to all of you in the coming year. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday season with your families. Same with you, Mark. Have a great holidays, and uh, it's wonderful catching up with you, and uh, we'll do it again. All right. Take care, fellas. All right. Bye. And bye. Uh, that was a great interview with Mark. Good to talk to Mark. I would really miss that guy. He, he's such a... A personable guy, such a humble guy. We didn't even get around to, and I never get around to it, but I think he's a pretty good musician, isn't he? Does he play the guitar? Or, well, I, he, he does. I, yeah. I, uh, so, um, but anyway, all right, let's take a break, come back, finish up the next to last show of the year. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Get in the game. It's fall savings time, and your countdown to kickoff starts now at Greer Nissan. Tackle a brand new Nissan Sentra for a low 221 a month. Score big in a new Nissan Altima, now just 283 a month. Run away in a brand new 2023 Nissan Rogue, only 330 a month. Or low 1.9% financing is available at Greer Nissan. Get more for your trade. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Kick off your savings at Greer Nissan. Call 864-479-1197 for details. 
Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Tracing roots to 1832, Janney is a leading financial services firm dedicated to putting client needs first. With nearly 200 years of experience, we are committed to providing the best in financial and investment advice to help clients reach their personal or business goals. When you are seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Prenex on Highway 9 in Bowling Springs is your one-stop shop for all your business branding needs. Whether you need logos, business cards, brochures, or banners, Prenex is the place to look. Prenex offers a large variety of professional printing for your business and everyday needs. Need invitations for special events? Call Prenex and get them done right. Copies, a notary, or need to send a fax? Yep, Prenex does that too. Prenex, 2510 Bowling Springs Road, Site B, providing quality customer service for whatever you need. Call them today, 599-7000. The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center, located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. Do you have 
any old camera gear laying around that you are not using or do not want, downsize and sell it for cash this November 3rd, 4th, and 5th at Spartan Photo Center. Every year, Spartan Photo Center hosts this event where buyers will make you a cash offer on new or antique camera gear. Great deals if you're buying new gear, too. One weekend only, though, at Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road in Spartanburg. You can call Spartan Photo Center with any questions, 864-583-6835. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage, biscuits baked to perfection, the enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's Easy on the Go Breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Value when product served. And welcome back to the last segment of Start Your Engines on the next to last show of the year. Let's uh, do what few results we have. We've already covered the truck race last night in the championship that was won by Zane Smith. The Cup, well, let's do Xfinity next. Xfinity, uh, they race today at 6 o'clock, and that will be on USA Network, and it's called the Xfinity Series Championship. Jeremy Clements, as I said, is uh, uh, in uh, 12th. He's not going to lose any spots. He's not going to gain any, so he made the playoffs. Real proud of Jeremy. Had him on last week, and uh, uh, look for... Bigger, better things maybe next year. He's got probably a little extra jingle in his pocket for making the playoffs. So uh, hopefully uh, we'll uh, translate to speed and wins next year for Jeremy. But your points championship um, is down to four drivers, three of them in Chevrolets from Junior Motorsports, and the other one, uh, Toyota from Gibbs Racing, or as, uh, who was it, Josh Berry, one of them called it Ty Gibbs Racing. <laughs> so... Uh, Anyway, Noah Cragson, um, Ty Gibbs, Josh Berry, and Justin Allgaier are the four running for the championship. And uh, they will um, run that race today at 6 o'clock on USA. And I will be watching a lot of football, a lot of racing today. All right, now let's go to Cup, where they will run their championship race next week. Uh, <laughs> Not next week. Tomorrow at 3 p.m., and that's on NBC. Last week, they ran the Xfinity 500, and we've talked so much about it today um, with the wild, crazy move by Ross Chastain that got him in the playoffs. And, you know, Deb was absolutely right. I was thinking when he nipped um, Hamlin by half a car length, that's what got him, but it was just the cars that he passed in, uh, in getting there. Yeah, he's already in. Yeah, didn't have anything to do with that, but it looked good. But it looked better. Yes. <laughs> he didn't stop till he passed everything <laughs> he could pass till he got to the finish line. Christopher Bell won that race, and Christopher is uh, winding up pretty hot here, winning at the Roval to get into the playoffs, and now he's won again to move on in the playoffs. And, uh, I mean, what the heck? He's got as good a chance as anybody, I'd say. 
but Christopher Bell won the race. Kyle Larson was second. Ryan Blaney third. Tough to see Ryan not make it. He's uh, coming so close. Ross Chastain was fourth with his bonsai kamikaze move. Fifth was Denny Hamlin. Sixth, Joey Logano. Seventh, William Byron. Eighth was Bubba Wallace in his uh, return to the track after a one-week vacation. Ninth was Chase Briscoe. And tenth, Chase Elliott. And going to the final four, you've got it coming down to, uh, as I said, three Chevys and one um, Toyota. No, that was Xfinity. This is uh, Chase Elliott in a Chevy, Christopher Bell in a Toyota, Joey Logano in a Ford, and Ross Chastain in another Chevy. So uh, those are the final four. We picked our own. Ronnie, I think, took Chastain. I took Elliott, Greg, and... uh, I mean, uh, Alan and Deb took Logano, and I guess Greg's got Logano too because he picks him all the time. So, once again, 3 o'clock tomorrow, NBC, the championship for the Cup, and uh, we'll be we'll be looking forward to that. Formula One, they are still going, and they've got a couple of more races to go. They will not run this week. They've got two races, and next week they run in San Paulo, Brazil, at Interlagos, the speedway there named after uh, Carlos Pache, Autodromo Carlos Pache. And uh, that race will be, I don't have a time on that yet, but it will probably be like another 9 o'clock start. I'll have it for you next week. But uh, they did run the Grand Prix of Mexico last week, and Max Verstappen, what a shocker, won the race. He has 14 wins this year. In uh, 21 races, he has won eight of the last nine, and he won the points championships way back in about August or late August or September. And it's been a been pretty much of a laugher. But um, at Mexico, it was Max Verstappen first, Lewis Hamilton was second, Sergio Perez third, George Russell fourth, and Carlos Sainz is fifth. The uh, Next race, as I said, will be this week or will be next week in Brazil. And they got one more after that. And I think it's in, uh, I looked at it last night. I think it's in Saudi Arabia. I could be wrong about that. So anyway, that's uh, pretty much wraps up the racing. I guess the big story um, was Jimmy Johnson buying into uh, the Richard Petty. Oh, here's one. I didn't, I didn't realize, uh, Hemrick got hurt at a homestead and was racing last week and had another crash. And um, no, he didn't crash. He, he parked the car after 188 laps and just said he didn't feel good. He said something wasn't right. He was getting disoriented. He's been cleared to run uh, tomorrow. But, uh, you know, once again, I don't know if it's a case of this car absorbing. Uh, not absorbing enough of the energy in it going to the driver because it's another example of somebody getting their bell rung. Uh, and I wasn't even aware that he had that hard a crash at Homestead. Yeah, and uh, if you watched him whenever he parked the car behind the hauler, first one to, to his car window was Richard Childers. Helped the boy get out of the car, paid him on the back, even though that, you know, Richard was kind of had a bitter taste in his mouth about the way Hemrick was going to leave yeah, him. Yeah. And, or, well, and, uh, you don't want to see anybody no. hurt. And uh, it's uh, Tyler. And Childress has had a lot of that. Tyler Reddick. 
What did I say? Henry? Yeah. Tyler Reddick. Yeah, Tyler Reddick. I get them mixed up. Okay. I had a. You had me saying the same thing there for a second. <laughs> I, I kind of pictured. I kind of pictured the eight car, and I didn't remember the. That's I'm Tyler Reddick. And I'm yeah. holding a picture of it right here, yeah. and I'm still calling it Henrik, and it's Tyler Reddick. So sorry about that. You know, I think this uh, three month layoff is going to get here just in time. And and you know, we had two different surprises in these playoffs deal. You had the 41 car that slammed on the brakes and and let the 14 come on through, which was a teammate. Yep. And then you had the Ross Chastain had to make up that. And then you went down to the Xfinity Series where you seen teammates didn't matter. Yep. I just want to win the race. That's, that, <laughs> they, may, they may be a score settled the day after 6 o'clock. I'll be interested to see that race uh, and, and how they treat Ty Gibbs. I, I certainly hope he doesn't become the championship. Uh, doesn't become the champion. So uh, well, he'll be moving on. I think he'll be moving on to the Cup car next year. Yeah, yeah, the eighteen. Uh, and Kyle Busch, of course, will be changing from Toyota to Chevrolet. Um, I want to thank Lanny McKinney real quick. Lanny, I hope you are uh, feeling well. And uh, and I don't know if you got us recorded on the the um, internet or not, but hopefully uh, we'll find out. We. Uh, I have one show left, and I can tell you that our guest next week will be Mike Helton, who always starts us and ends us up for the year. And to honor um, Veterans Day, which uh, next Saturday will be the 12th, uh, Veterans Day's 11th, we'll have Bud Moore's interview that I did with him about five or six years ago talking about when he captured the uh, the German uh, headquarters with, the, with his Jeep driver, which is a really, really funny and interesting story. And I like to play that every year on Veterans Day. So that'll do it. That's the last, uh, next to last show of the year. Natalie, get a table ready. I think everybody but Alan's coming and he's invited. The rest of you, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Wood's books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg.